the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode brought to you by Lockwood Inner Circle. That is a, a membership that Pearl and I created because we hear it all the time from parents that they're not getting everything they need from their guidance counselors. The fact of the matter is, is that you begin building that body of work, or your child does, from ninth grade forward, maybe even earlier, because every class, every extracurricular, every summer opportunity, etc., that all goes into that body of work that will ultimately be summarized in a closing argument, the college applications, three and a half years later. So we created the Lockwood Inner Circle membership because so many parents have no idea what they should be doing and when they should be doing it. Timelines, deadlines, you name it. Also, the membership includes a double secret tool that we use to help predict chances of getting in to your dream colleges and everywhere else you're applying, as well as the odds of winning fat, juicy, merit, and need-based financial aid offers. It's a privately available tool that's proprietary, and it was developed by someone really high up in the, uh, on the totem pole at a, an elite Ivy League institution and someone who was actually very deeply involved with the College Board back in the good old days. So it's all available to you at LockwoodInnerCircle.com. Podcast listeners get 50% off of this membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when they check out. Please enjoy the show, and if you like what you hear, we wouldn't mind if you gave us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. Go for five or six stars, maybe seven stars, whatever you can do. It's kind of a shameless uh, request, but you know what? It helps our reach and get through to other parents. So I would appreciate it. So would Pearl. She doesn't know I'm asking you to do this, so let's just keep that between us. <laughs> uh, enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Good morning. Andy Lockwood here from Lockwood College Prep for another episode of Fact Us Friday, Frequently Asked Question Us. Each week, this is the best way to get free advice from us. I, I, we can't respond to all the emails personally that come in, sometimes multi-paragraphed ones that uh, one might argue are a little self-indulgent, uh, but we, we just simply don't have time to to respond to all the freebies because we're too busy with with our clients so that's why we do Facus friday if you are interested in getting your question answered the link to submit the question ahead of time is uh, right here on this post today's question is an amalgam of uh several questions we've been getting really ever since the whole coronavirus thing started having to do with the sat and the act and a lot of people because things are up in the air, are wondering, well, should we even bother? What's the deal with the tests? Do we need to take them? Should we go test optional? So I'm going to, in a very succinct manner, give you my thoughts on that. So my first thought is I don't really see these tests going away. Um, I know that there's been this quote-unquote movement that has been um, very well reported by fairtest.org. That's a site that lists all the colleges that have gone test optional, either uh, permanently, in quotes, or temporarily. Since coronavirus started, I believe it's been a couple dozen schools. Um, so, so not much more than 24 or 25, something like that. 
Now, the reason I don't think it's going to be a mass exodus away from the tests are uh, several fold. One of them is that there's so much money involved that, you know, in terms of testing fees at the SAT and the ACT that they receive from doing this. And they're always trying to come up with new ways to become more seemingly relevant to uh, college bound kids and addressing criticisms about being, you know, only good for high income families who can afford test prep and all this stuff like that. Um, they're not ready to give all that up. So, and, and they're very powerful lobbyists. I just don't see them going away. The second reason is that uh, they are good indicators of how well somebody will perform in college. Now, I said good indicators. I did not say perfect indicators, meaning it's some. It's sometimes it's pretty hard for admissions officer, officers to ascertain how well a child is going to do in college based on their high school transcript, which, let's face it, is rife with grade inflation. It seems like everyone I speak to almost has like a 93 average at least. That's impossible. There are, there are no more Cs. Do you know any kids with C averages? I, I certainly don't. Growing up, I did. But, you know, I think today's uh, 84 is yesterday's C average. I see, you know, the, the poorer students are in the 80s. I don't see anyone in the 70s. So the ACT and the SAT, at least for, you know, upper middle class, mass affluent, high income families, the, those are a great leveler. Um, not perfect. Not as good a predictor, for example, at, of how well you do in college compared to your family's income or your zip code also unfair but reality so i don't think they're going away from that basis either it's they're, they're good at helping admissions officers figure out whether a kid can succeed there all right what else um i really uh don't see another way to say this but there's a lot of money involved for kids who score well on the SAT and the ACT because merit scholarships are heavily based on not just GPA. Interestingly, hardly ever rigor, just raw GPA, but also on standardized test scores. So if you take those out of the equation, I don't, I'm not sure how, uh, how colleges would award merit scholarships. They'd probably figure out a way, but right now, very, very important so there's a lot of money uh, involved, you know, on, on both sides, their fees and the money the colleges give out. So for all these reasons, I would urge you not to blow off the SAT and the ACT whenever they're going to happen. They're scheduled for June. I am a little skeptical they're going to be pulled off in June. There's all sorts of talk about going to online versions and proctoring with creepy software. And I'm not sure how that all is going to work. I've been reading the articles about what they intend. Very uh, curious about how they can really prevent cheating. But, you know, they know all the issues better than, uh, than I do and probably you do. So that'll be kind of interesting. I have seen some notions of um, the SAT doing more testing options, in, probably ACT also, in August and perhaps September. So for 2021 kids, there will be more bites at the apple. If you have someone younger, you know, 2022, what I always tell kids, even pre, you know, back in the old days before the pandemic, was take them before you think you are quite ready. The, the sooner you take them, the better. 
back then the advice was about look um we've seen all sorts of crazy things like proctors losing tests that happened at a nearby high school i think three years ago when 53 acts went missing after they were taken in, uh, in october so a lot of those were uh last ditch uh hail mary attempts by seniors who are trying to get the final score they needed for their early decision applications in november so you, you need to take this a lot more seriously a lot earlier that that's my best advice for anyone but for 2021 kids yeah seize the opportunity take it another couple of times unless you have a, a great score now it's 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 possible you're done but if you're not you will have more opportunity we just don't know when but they are bending over backwards at the SAT and the ACT to uh, to provide more opportunities for you to test and for them to make test fees. Um, one more thing about test optional. So my, you know, one of my, uh, I don't do a lot of research, but but I um, I do read a lot of articles, which I guess is sort of research. It's really reading people's opinions, and um, it's, it's it's it seems obvious to me that after a school, this is going back in the last few years, after school announces they are test optional, that really doesn't do anything to change the following year's cohort in terms of their average test scores. They're still going after kids with high test scores. Um, frankly, if you if you decide not to submit your SAT or, or your ACT score, it's pretty obvious why you're not doing it. You know, it's not because your score is so high that you don't want to show off and embarrass everyone else. It's because your scores are lower than what is, you know, what is expected at that school, which in, in that case makes the rest of your application much more important. So it's the grades and your rigor always. So if that is up to snuff or even better at uh, some, you know, compared to the, the kids you're competing with at a certain college, then you've got a shot at going test optional. But if it's not, and you're still trying to get into the school, then why would they admit you if you're not submitting your scores, which you know, which which possibly could mitigate some of the lower or more average grades and rigor. So I don't think it's always cracked up to be the test optional thing. I think it's great public relations for for these colleges because ostensibly they do that to um, to expand access, you know, for low income families. But ironically, the unintended consequence of for, for many schools that uh, that adopted the test optional policy is it, it enabled enabled them to admit more mass affluent and high income kids who didn't have the scores to be able to get in. But now the colleges didn't have to justify admitting them for money reasons. And that is not something I made up out of my head. There's been a bunch of articles uh, written about that. I won't bore you with, with, with that here because I think this is long enough. These things are meant to be about five or 10 minutes max. So thanks a lot for uh, for watching. If you have any comments, pop them in here below. I'll, I'll get in there and um, check them out in the next uh, probably few hours, if not uh, a day or so. Thanks for joining us and uh, have a great weekend. Bye-bye.